Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Episode number 197. With me, my good buddy, on the other side of the planet. Yeah, I'm going with planet. Mike, are you in a blue or a red state? Uh, I'm in a blue state. And guess what? Arizona went blue this year too, Mike. Oh, okay. That's the first time since Bill Clinton. Oh, man, that's like the 90s, man. 92, 96. Yeah, there's riots in the streets here because we went blue. Nobody gives a shit who got elected president. It's just a pure and simple fact that it went blue. I don't think anybody understands. Interesting. So, Mike, how are things? Oh, you know, everything's going pretty good. Uh, You know, tired a little bit these days. Uh, The child has uh, kept me up at night and, 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 and the wife and... You know, it's work is busy, but looking forward to Thanksgiving. Ooh, speaking of Thanksgiving, Mike, we might as well tell our audience right now. We are going to take next week off. We haven't taken a break in a very long time. And uh, Mike is traveling for the holidays, so he will be gone. Even though he'll be in Arizona, we both have elected not to do a podcast next week. So... Sorry, everyone, but we're not going to do one next week. We'll do one the week following, which will be episode number 198. Now, what movie we're going to do then, I have not decided yet since it is my pick. So, not to start off the podcast with saying we're not going to be here next week, but just a heads up. Well, well, Matt, why don't we start with something like a free giveaway for a movie? Mike, that is an excellent idea. So, we have another one from our buddies over at Paramount Films. This one is called Echo Boomers. Mike, you want to hear a little something about it? Oh, yeah, man. Let's go. Echo Boomers is based on a true story. Five college graduates decide the best way to get back at the unfair economy and live the life they've always wanted is to steal from Chicago's richest and give to themselves. It's directed by Seth Savoy. So, so, Matt, is this kind of like a Robin Hood movie, uh, except they're giving to themselves? They're robbing from everybody else and giving to themselves, yep. Yeah, all right, all right, continue. Yeah, I guess not everybody else, but uh, did you watch the trailer for it? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I watched it as well. I have not had a chance to watch the film because, you know, we're giving away the codes. We don't keep them. Hopefully, you know, down the line, we'll get a chance to watch this. Okay, so let's see here. What? Let's get to the business. Let's see. Where's the business? All right, here we go. Michael Shannon stars in Echo Boomers, available now to buy or rent on digital. In this gripping crime thriller, a criminal operation made up of rebellious college graduates steal from the rich and give back to themselves. You were talking about that earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Also starring Patrick Schwarzenegger, Alex Pettifer, Gillis Geary, and Leslie Ann Warren. Buy or rent Echo Boomers and watch it tonight. It is rated R 
And once again, it is from our good buddies over at Paramount Pictures. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Paramount. This uh, this looks like another good one. Uh, just like next week, because we're in such a giving mood, and Paramount is as well, they keep giving us wonderful films to give away. I mean, come on. Sure, you might not have heard of these, but everybody knows who Michael Shannon is. This is a movie that would have come out in the theaters. Why not, you know, hit us up? Give it a try. No big deal, you know? So, anyways, since we're in a giving mood, we're not making people do anything weird. All you have to do is just email us. You can email Mike at Real Film Nerds or me, Matt at Real Film Nerds, or Nerds at Real Film Nerds, and just say, hey, can I get a copy of Echo Boomers? And we'll send you one. Now, remember, it's limited. We only have a handful. So get your request in early and we'll do a drawing. Well, that sounds awesome, Matt. All right, Mike. On with the show. So let's see. Where was I? Episode 197 of the Real Film Nerds podcast. Mike, this was your pick, an Amazon original. It is an independent film that actually was rejected, I believe, from Sundance and TIFF called The Vast of Night, currently streaming on Amazon. Why don't you uh, do your thing and give us the rundown, Mike? All right. Sure, Matt. This was uh, written and uh, directed by Andrew Peterson. Uh, the teleplay was Craig Sanger, uh, starring Sierra McCormick, Jake Horowitz, Gail Cronar. Uh, in uh, One Night in New Mexico in the late 1950s, a switchboard operator and a radio DJ discover a strange audio frequency which could change the future forever. Well, Mike, I like this movie. It was a tribute to Outer Limits and the Twilight Zone and all those other classic mind-bending sci-fi era TV shows and movies. It's simple. It's crazy dialogue heavy, which I don't wasn't a super huge fan of. It's a small cast, long shots, but it was a good film. I mean, it was very, very, very low budget. But I mean, dude, this dude that this is his first film, Andrew Patterson, and I think he did a stellar job. Oh yeah, man. I was super impressed by this movie. I didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into, Matt, and I came away very impressed. Of course, I do have a disposition towards alien type things that this may or may not be talking about, but man, I really uh enjoyed this movie may or may not be talking about oh you're not wanting to spoil it okay yes yeah come on i just caught that sorry i'm tired mike i'm tired so i enjoyed this quite a bit yes it's extremely dialogue heavy but i liked it um i thought it was real creative uh the 1950s dialogue i thought was pretty neat to hear like again kind of like the slang and just different stuff because these are like young adults teenagers and it was an interesting uh back and forth i thought the biggest one that killed me on when it came to the dialogue because of how dialogue heavy it is was the very beginning they spew nothing but almost pure dialogue for the first 15 20 minutes and it's just a lot of it and it is fast and it's a lot of information outside of that i think the rest of it where it was heavy was warranted and needed and really bolstered the film and advanced the story 
You're right. You're right. That first opening segment is kind of like, wow, they're really throwing it at you. I was like, is this how this whole movie's going to be? But it wasn't like that. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, Mike, do you think they had to use a different name than Roswell for this? Well, what makes you think it's Roswell, Matt? Well, that's one thing. I mean, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but there's a gentleman that calls in that describes a lot of what sounded like what happened in Roswell, which also is in New Mexico. So, Mike, being an alien yourself, what attracts your kind to New Mexico so much? Um, it's the nice dry climate and uh, open spaces. Well, why not Arizona? We got that too. I mean, you're not like cool, like the fire in the sky aliens. Um, you know, I guess it's also the, the least amount of population. Like we don't want too many people to see us. You know, Mike, stop lying. We all know it's the food. The new Mexican food is better than the Arizona Mexican food. I understand. (laughs) <laughs> it's that yeah, green I chili guess it's, 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 <laughs> I guess that's that's it that's it <laughs> see there you go Mike you went along with that gag for a while I know you're not an alien but Mike uh, I, I don't remember when but uh, um, you went to uh, Roswell for one of your birthdays wasn't it uh, yeah I went there in 96 it was the 50 year anniversary of the crash yeah, and it was right around it was right around your birthday. It was your birthday gift or something. I remember something tied to that. And you even brought me back a gift. And I think I still have it to this day. Yeah, I'm sure it's something to do with aliens. Uh that the Roswell, New Mexico is a giant tourist trap for alien stuff now, but I loved it. It's so chintzy and and, and terrible. It's great. You don't remember what it was, Mike? trying to think man uh i I don't know if i remember give you a hint i used it in one of my photographs in high school it glowed in black light alien poster it was an alien candle that was like about this tall it was like a foot a foot and a half tall it was a candle and it was a black light and it glowed like mad and you remember that picture that i had the in color was uh um uh, my high school girlfriend taking that candle and moving it oh yeah yeah yep. yeah, that, yeah that was that, cool man that was your candle man <laughs> yeah that's correct that's right yeah uh roswell was neat it was neat to go there um I I I don't know. This movie was a lot of fun. I didn't really know what I was getting into, and it was so different. And uh, I know it was on a low budget, and I thought they did a fantastic job with uh, not very much. Well, I even heard uh, that they used like a kid on like a golf cart or like a scooter or something, like just like a normal like high school kid that had like a scooter or something to do some of the long like shots down the main street. That's pretty, that's pretty genius. Yeah. You're like, Hey kid, you want to use this gimbaled, uh, thing? Sure. Go hold it down as you, you know, race down the, down the uh, middle of main street. That's completely empty, which was interesting. I, I was commenting on that to myself when I was watching it, how I was like, why are they, 
everybody's gone. Like, why are they all gone? And I'm like, oh, they're all at the basketball game. So it reminded me a lot of my time being in New Mexico when I worked for the newspaper, because a lot of these smaller towns on the reservation would clear out like that on game night, because literally everybody was at the basketball game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's a part of the culture, I guess, to, uh, you know, if it was Texas, it's like the football games, right? You know, like the entire town goes and like, it's like religion. Yeah, they really, really, really reflected it well in this film of uh, a smidge of the Native American culture, because they were even talking in the dialogue of the beginning of the film about how the other team is going to slaughter them because they had uh, uh, Native Americans playing on the other team. And it's like, you know what? That's I hate to say it's a stereotype, but I mean, it's true, man. They are they know how to ball. They really love playing basketball and they're good at it. Yeah, they love their basketball, Matt. There's uh, I don't I, I think I, I saw. No, I read a book once about the, the basketball and it was amazing. Um, talking about growing up in the res and, and the love for basketball and stuff. And a lot of them see it as a, a, a way out of, of the reservation and stuff. So it, it's it's so they, – they put so much funding towards all the things for basketball. Like the rest of the town could be blown over, and they have this nice basketball arena. And when you say arena, literally arena, they hold thousands of people. Not hundreds, thousands. Yeah, no, they're they're gorgeous. Uh, I've actually been to uh, one or two of them uh, when I was up in in uh, Northern Arizona University. Yeah, uh, Tuba has one. Uh, I I've been to lots of them. The nicest and biggest one I went to uh, was the one in Chinle. Uh, Window Rock was building a new one that was huge, but I they were in the process of building it when I uh, left and moved down here back to Arizona to Prescott. So, Mike, uh, uh, speaking about uh, moving, uh, what do you keep moving to your mouth? Oh, yes, Matt. Uh, I guess it is that time. Uh, what are you drinking, good sir? I, I'm actually, I move beer to my mouth a lot, but I'm going to ask you first, what are you drinking? Ah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> nice recovery, Mike. Nice recovery. Well, Mike, I continue drinking the unique beers in my refrigerator. I am drinking a Witchwood Brewery Hobgoblin English Ruby beer, and it is a tall boy. And it says here, it is brewed with roasted malts for a well-balanced, rich, smooth taste full of mischievous character. I have to say, it's not bad, but it's a little hoppier than I would like. I feel like that's kind of a running theme with some of yours. You're like, it's pretty good, but there's a little bit of too much hops. Well, sorry. I mean, I'm not a hop fan like you. I'm not Lord of the IPAs. Yes, I am Lord of the uh, IPAs, House of the Stouts and Porters. (laughs) House of Stouts and Porters. (laughs) All right, Mike, Um, which IPA do you have today? Come on. Don't laugh too hard. This might be a shocker. It's not an IPA. Is that pumpkin? No, no, not a pumpkin. It's just a Sam Adams Boston Lager. What? Wow. 
how boring of you, Mike. How did you do that? Uh, you know, uh, there was a variety pack on sale, and uh, the wife picked it up, and it's got a bunch of different beers, but then they have just the normal Sam Adams in there as well. Yeah, and you, you know, you don't want to waste good beer. I mean, Sam Adams Boston Lager is good. I'm still a big fan of their Oktoberfest. Oh, dude, speaking about weird-ass Sam Adams, have you had their pumpkin beer? No, I have not had their pumpkin beer. Don't. I did not like it at all. I got I drank about half of it and had to throw it out. The probably the first three or four sips were like really really good, and then it just got like obnoxious. I think it was too much nutmeg and other spices, and it. it was just ugh. Wow, man, throwing away beer—that's that usually means it's awful. Well, it's because you know I don't have a dog, so I couldn't give any to my dog, or else I give it to him. That's true. So, all right, Mike, I know you don't want me to ask this question because we already discussed it, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Mike, how does the vast of night relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thank you for asking. So... It's been a long time, man. I don't even know the last movie that we couldn't get. But we've run into another snafu. This this movie, which I picked, so this is my own fault, does not have anything tying to the MCU. I mean, really, there's only about six people in this movie, and half the credits go to um, the director, a- Andrew Peterson. He's like the, the writer, the director, the editor, like, uh, I don't think he was the cinematographer and composer, but he did a lot of stuff in this movie. He he did just about everything. It was the grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't star in it, though. No, but he does have a cameo. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah, there it's a it's a uh, it's a very small cast uh, made with a lot of uh smaller actors and stuff so there was nothing i could tie to mcu there was a couple people that worked on some bigger movies uh that are fairly recent but nothing nothing that was mcu well all right mike that now means that we are into the spoiler portion of our podcast i am not disappointed that you couldn't find an MCU tie-in because it is an insanely small, extremely low-budget film. So you know what? It happens. But we're not going to hate this movie just for that. We're still going to enjoy it. So, Mike, go ahead. Um, spoil away. Uh, all right, Matt. So I alluded to a little bit earlier on accident that this is kind of an alien-type movie. Not not 100%, but I really like the build-up of kind of the strange noise and trying to investigate it in this very small town and using the radio to ask everyone who's listening, hey, have you heard this sound? And getting a couple responses. And, you know, there's a character in this movie that we don't even see. And I, I loved his character. Uh, it was his voice by Bruce Davis. Uh, he was Billy. He really set kind of an interesting tone for the movie. And, and then, uh, you know, the kind of creepy uh i don't know what you would call her like scary character gail uh Kornauer. um she was 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I just like the story. This, the story was pretty good. Um, it was interesting to see like a radio operator and uh, I loved that because um, she didn't have a car or bicycle. She just ran everywhere. I was like, it's small enough to just run everywhere? Yeah, the telephone operator. Yeah. I know. She yeah. literally was running and walking like everywhere. I'm like, it's a small town, but it's still New Mexico. Everything would have been spaced out a lot like here. But hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was cool. Um, I enjoyed some of the the walking around and interviewing with the new like uh tape recorder and stuff and and I thought that was kind of fun. I I and, uh I enjoyed all the old stuff in this. Like this movie was like a, a low budget, but I don't know where they got all the stuff cuz it looks it looks perfect like as far as the authenticity of all that old uh, equipment. Yeah, the old equipment, the wardrobes, the cars, hell, even the basketball gym looked like a gym from the 50s. Yeah, uh, I don't know where they got all that stuff. Um, I guess just people, probably just collectors and stuff. But man, it was great to see all, all that stuff. Like, it was neat for me. That was just neat. So I think, I think the combination of the old, like nineteen fifties, and then kind of the creepy. Like, I actually was a little creeped out by this movie at the end. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know. Because they were, at the end, because like, they were gone. I I don't know what happened. Oh, they're gone. They were abducted. That's my theory. I don't, I don't know, but it was it was creepy. And then, oh, the car scene? That was the creepiest scene ever to me, dude. That was really creepy. Dude, I, I, I didn't know what was going down. Like, I didn't, like, I was like, ah, nothing's. And then when they start, like, looking up, oh, that was, that was, that was good. It was well done. Yeah, like, both of them, the two people in the front start leaning back and their heads start going back and they stop paying attention or hearing anything all over that recording from the crazy lady. You know her keep reciting those words. That was that was the creepiest part of the whole movie, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Uh, and then they just take off running out of the car, and like, there's a bunch of cut scenes, which was uh, a little bit kind of back and forth. But like, once they started running, it was like nice and smooth again. But like, it was just to give you that, I guess, disorienting feeling that they were, you know, upset. But I, I don't know, man. This movie really hit the right buttons for me. So, well, good, Mike. Good. So, how many reels? All right, man. I'm gonna give this one four and a half reels. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Holy hell, dude! Seriously? Yeah, man. I, I don't know. It just to me, it seemed like just great filmmaking with a really low budget. Like they just this is this is the stuff that i i love seeing and i wish more people would see so four and a half man dude that's wild i knew you're gonna go high but you know when you say you like a movie you usually go like three so i figured you were gonna go like three wow i'm impressed mike i'm speechless (laughs) i i don't know man this one i feel like i feel like this one's gonna not be seen by very many people and stuff but I think I think more people should see it, especially if you have Prime. You have Prime Video. You might not know that you have Prime Video, but watch it. Well, Mike, I thoroughly enjoyed this film as well. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did, clearly, but uh, it's a good movie. I stand by you. I even talked about it on the radio this morning that we need to support filmmakers like this that go out on a limb that 
have super low budgets but create really really good art because imagine the kind of work he's going to do when he has a budget behind it so i give it three out of five reels mike nice nice matt yeah the this this was a just such a treat for me to watch this is this is the kind of authentic filmmaking and stuff i i don't know it just I haven't seen anything that uh, I've liked so much uh, lately, and this was just awesome. So maybe it's just the mood I was in. Who knows? But I really liked it. So basically, the small film festival people that would not let this film in really screwed the pooch. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why they wouldn't let this movie in. It seems like it's perfect for a film festival. This seems like the film festival movie. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was just, you know... Looking at that, it's won some awards and things at other film festivals, but the big, smaller indie film festivals like Sundance and TIFF and all those, I believe they didn't admit this film, which is a mistake. Luckily, someone at Amazon clearly knows what they're doing and brought this on. Yeah, I, I applaud the people at Amazon, uh, the unofficial sponsor of uh, uh, us with uh, IMDb, because they own IMDb. Uh, it's just it was cool that they picked it up and were able to give it a larger audience. Well, all right, Mike, this is now two really decent films that have come out on Amazon prime that we've talked about this year. Maybe, uh, the COVID isn't so bad because we're getting to check out some films that we typically wouldn't because let's face it. Most of our podcast has been based around going to the theater because that's something we both really love to do. It's one of the reasons that inspired me to get a 65-inch TV so that I can deal with having to watch most of my movies at home now. But, hey, you know, we get to see little things like this. And that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that that might be kind of the silver lining to uh, this pandemic is the opportunity to see some of these smaller uh, things and and highlight them for other people to watch and just kind of build on that. I definitely still miss the theater quite a bit, and maybe one day the the studios will release movies to theaters again, but uh, until that day, uh, if the theaters can even make it, um, uh, we will be reviewing streaming movies and watching all these awesome indies, and who knows? Don't forget our requests. And also, our legacy casts, our review of films we've seen before or just films that haven't come out this year or within the past couple of years. That's our legacy films. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun, too. Sometimes going back and, you know, talking about a, a classic, a favorite, you know, something like that. So, Or re-watching something that we loved and that was endearing as a kid and then watching it again and being like... Why did we like that so much? <laughs> That's true. You know, I, I'm thinking uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is coming up. It's going to be a, a, our Christmas podcast. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. Yeah, I know yeah, you like your horror movies, Mike. Come on. Well, I've seen like, I think I've seen like three Black Christmases. They keep remaking that movie. I'm good. I'm good. You know, maybe we should do that. We need to figure out either we can do like a really messed up like Christmas horror movie for our Christmas podcast, or maybe we'll just do like a really good like classic. Yeah, we could do like Krampus, Matt. 
I enjoyed that movie, the the latest movie, Krampus. Yeah, we we haven't done Krampus. No, I don't think so. I remember sitting down and watching it. It might well, not have been for the pod. Maybe we maybe we did do Krampus. Well, well, we'll know. look into it. You know, this is why I have a search function on our website. So it's not for you guys. It's more for us. Because <laughs> getting getting into two hundred episodes, man, that's a, that's quite a bit. That's a lot of stuff to dig through. You know. For sure, for sure. Well, we'll figure out something fun to do for Christmas. Either it'll be classic, like Bad Santa, or or you know something new, or or some you know, or a different horror type movie. Who knows what we'll do? It'll be something. It'll be fun. something fun. It'll be something unique. We'll think about it. We'll put some thought into it instead of just kind of on the moment picking something. So, which reminds me, Mike, I need to sit down and figure out what we're going to do for our next review. Luckily, I have an extra week to do it. You have an interesting. It's not like you have any time anyway. You have an interesting suggestion. Uh, Maybe we'll hold on to that one until it's your turn again. But uh, I'll I'll dig through it. I'll think about something. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll kick off like everything with Christmas because our next pod will be, you know, the start of December. So maybe I'll do. I'll kick it off with a Christmas movie. You know, maybe something like Christmas Vacation. That could be fun. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, that's always fun to watch. It's an amazing movie, and you know it's going to be on TV a gajillion times, so we won't have to pay for it. Woo! I I own that movie, Matt. That's one of the, you know I don't own a lot of movies. I own that one. See, and I own a lot of movies, and I'm not sure if that's one I own because <laughs> it's always on TV, like every year, just like a Christmas story. Like I'm never going to buy a Christmas story because they're going to play it at least once in the month of December. Yeah, at least once. Jeez. Um, isn't it, was it TBS or somebody streams it like 24 hours a day? Oh, I think it's like on Thanksgiving, right? Or it's something. either they Thanksgiving do it or like, Christmas proper and it's like TBS or TNT. It's one of the Turner channels. Yeah. They just go and put it on for 24 hours. And I think I've, I've watched a good 12 hours of it once. Oh dude, my dad loves that movie. Whenever I'm down for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, that's what's on TV. He loves, loves, loves that movie. And that one's a real easy one for an MCU tie-in. Yeah, it is. Ralphie is in the MCU. (laughs) For those of you who are still listening, we won't tell you where. Go look it up. It'll be fun for you. So, all right. Well, I think uh, that's enough jabbering for me. Mike, you end it. You end it with some jabbering. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and, you know, make sure you catch us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, email us at, uh, Mike or Matt at the real film nerd nerds. Um, and, uh, you know, go out and catch as many movies as you can. I guess you can't really catch them now. I guess stream as many movies as you can. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Talk to me, Matt Hinshaw. Man, you're getting better and better at this all the time, Lisa. (laughs)
<laughs> well, it's kind of cool. Like I arranged for you to call at a certain time and then you do. And I know who it is. See, I don't need caller ID. It's the uh, ESPN. <laughs> it's the ESPN. How you doing, Matt, from the Real Film Nerds podcast? I'm doing well other than being very tired. Well, that's because you were up late night celebrating that huge Cardinals win yesterday, right? Of course. Drinking all night and morning. I mean, <laughs> night. <laughs> Tell me you didn't catch it, though. Tell me you didn't have your computer on watching some silly movie. Uh, I was watching a silly movie, but it wasn't silly. It was a serious movie called The Vast of Night. The Vast of Night. And how was it? Was it as good as the Cardinals finished yesterday? Um, well, how many reels would you give the Cardinals finish? 5.5 out of 5. Okay, then no, it wasn't as good. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell me about it. Did you get to see it? No. Because I, I know you were excited about it. I didn't get to see it. I, there's just a lot going on. When the weather is nice, it's hard for me to watch movies, Matt. You know, the football game was all I could handle. Yeah, and it's beautiful outside. It's gorgeous. But it was I, great. I'm going to listen to your recommendation after I hear it and decide if I'm going to watch it. Tell me, was it good? I thought it was pretty good for what it is. It is Andrew Patterson's very first movie. Um, I believe he, he also wrote it. And if you're a big fan of The Twilight Zone or The Outer Limits, you will like this movie. It is not for everybody. Okay. It is very dialogue heavy. It is not a big alien action blockbuster kind of film. It's kind of a slow burn. You really got to pay attention to it. There's some really long shots. But I think this guy, being his first movie, if he has a little bit more money behind him for his next film, I think it's going to be a really good movie. Okay, excellent. How many reels are you going to give it? I give it three out of five. I, I recommend it. I think little independent films like this really should be supported because this is how we get more creative thinkers in Hollywood. Absolutely. I think that's great. You said it's called The Vast of Night, and where can you catch it? You can watch it exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, so it's free, so why not, right? Right. If you got Amazon, it's free. Right. Correct. Very good, very good. Okay, what are we going to watch for next week? Well, do you want to, what are we going to watch or do you want my new giveaway? Because I got another one. You have I mean, another? Relentless. Are you kidding me? Another giveaway. Let's do no. it. Okay. So <laughs> this week, brand new film just came out on Friday. It's called Echo Boomers from Paramount Pictures. It is based on a true story. Five college graduates decide the best way to get back at their, at the unfair economy and live the life they've always wanted is to steal from Chicago's richest and give to themselves. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a a really unique, interesting movie. It doesn't have a, a lot of big names in it other than Michael Shannon. Okay. And Michael Shannon is probably the biggest name. All right. And what is it called so, again? Remind me. It is called Echo Boomers. Echo Boomers. And how do we get a copy? All you have to do is email me at nerds at realfilmnerds.com and say, I would like to watch this movie. All right. That's, that's it. Nothing that's, more than that. All you got to do, nerds at realfilmnerds.com. And that's the name of Matt's podcast as well, Real Film Nerds. Thank you so much for checking in this morning. Not a problem, Lisa. Anytime. I always love chatting with my bestie. Oh, now we're besties. I love that so much. Now, don't <laughs> cry when I tell you this news, but I'm on vacation Uh-oh. next week. So... You know, we'll have to text or something other than talk on the radio. Okay, that's fine. All right, Matt. Thanks for calling in this morning on what station? The best, the one, the only, the stupendous Magic 99.1. Thank you.